0: Hello there. Welcome to Biblical Chili. Why don't you follow me and I'll find a place for you to take that load off. The boys are just about to start. If you've been here before, welcome back. But if this is your first time, let me fill you in on a few details. You see, we speak openly about the Bible and our daily walk with Christ. And it's our continuing prayer that everyone that walks through those doors grows a little closer to Jesus every day. And i tell you what. You came at a great time, too. The boys are walking through the entire Bible from cover to cover, one story at a time. Speaking of stories, we'd love to hear yours. So why don't you tell us all about it in that box below called Comments. And after this is all over, if you like what you heard, on the way out, there's a button called Subscribe. It's red and it's got a little bell next to it. Oh, and tell your friends. Oh, 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 here we go. Here's a nice seat right up front for you. Now you sit down and get comfortable. I'd like to sit here and talk to you and get to know you better, but that was the dole. I got to go. Those boys had better get to lay down and get going. This crowd
1: seems restless.
0: I'm coming. I'm coming.
1: Order up. Chapter 23 is, oh, 20 verses of an argument. (laughs) Honestly, (laughs) it it is. So um, you ever had those, those people where they're like, Thank you. No thank you. No thank you. No thank you. No. no.
2: You shut up. No you shut up. <laughs> right. no.
1: yeah. I'm going to pay you for this. No you're not. No you. No it wouldn't be a gift then. I don't want it to be a gift. I'm going to Well, that is that 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 is chapter 23. Sarah passed away. Abraham was looking for a spot to bury her and since he still after so many years of living in Canaan considered himself a visitor there. I am not of this land. He didn't want to just take anything from them. He wanted to purchase it so that it was still on his terms. He wanted to do it the right way, and everyone was like, no, you're a prince. We're not going to take any money from you. You just take whatever you want to. And he's like, that's not the way it's going to go down. All the way till uh, verse 20, where they finally caved in. He was able to bury Sarah there, and it's his. And that's all chapter 23 honestly.
0: Sarah died though. This I found interesting. Sarah died at 127. He bought it with about it's 400 shekels of silver. That's about 10 pounds of silver.
2: Two things I was thinking of when I read this. Yep, it was one of those things where we've all been in that situation where you want to honor somebody by by buying their dinner or their supper or whatever you call that uh and you go back and forth back and forth back and forth i was thinking about that this afternoon. i was laughing everyone's been involved in that and in this case they considered him a prince and they gave him huge respect and props for who he was i mean he must have been a fair man he must have been a generous man he must have been someone that they respected hugely because it was one of those things where they were just going to take the loss because they thought that highly of him, and we all have people in our lives that we think that highly of, and that we would do something like that for them to give to give a place for, just give it away, so that this grieving prince could bury his wife, and I, and just now I was thinking Sarah, and I was thinking about Abraham grieving. Here's a guy that actually talked to God, sat with him, ate with him, waited on him. And here's a guy who knew. He knows what the next step is, what the next level is. I mean, I I was thinking about that today. Wouldn't we just love to be sitting uh, or waiting on Jesus, God? Right. Um, Doing all those things and then having the assurance that, hey, man, we're going to be living with him someday. This is going to be awesome. I think he knew that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and then the other thing, and this throws me off a little bit. It goes back to Sarah, who was Sarai, 75 years old, still very much attractive. I can't get that out of my head. And she passes at 127. Wouldn't you like to know what she looked like at 127?
3: Probably. Come on. Drop dead gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he probably, uh, probably uh, was. Uh, but don't
0: ching!
2: What did he say? Drop dead gorgeous.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: once. Oh no! <laughs> no Come on, the mother of a nation. Yeah, oh, too funny. So I mean, obviously Abraham got his way. He paid for it. He didn't want to owe anybody. I know people You're- like that. They I think that's the key
0: too. I I think that's the key is I don't think he ever wanted to be indebted to anybody. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. He want he
0: wanted to be, yeah. you know, it's only the, I'm only indebted to the Lord type of thing and no, no one else. I'm, I'm always going to pay my debts. That's
1: a great point. Great. So what great happens point. next in chapter 24, Justin?
0: Well, chapter 24 starts off with like, basically Abraham has this realization that, you know, he goes okay. Well, my my wife is dead. By the way, just just side note: all of this happens uh, when Isaac, his son, is forty.
1: I, I have a young to lad. call it audible. I have to call it audible at the at the end of chapter twenty three. He would have only been twenty six years old. Flag on the play. Somebody called foul. Hold
0: on. The flag flags out. I'm gonna scripture this one. Bing! chapter 25, Genesis chapter 25, verse 20. Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah as a wife.
1: Okay. That makes so, more sense.
0: Yes. He was, he was about Bye-bye. 40 years old. So Abraham wanted a wife for his son. He, he basically, he takes his, his most trusted servant is what scripture says. He says, um, he takes his most trusted servant and he goes, Hey, I don't want you to take a, a wife for my son from the people around Canaan. Because apparently he'd been hanging around Canaan and he knew what a rowdy crowd they were. So he wanted him to go back to his homeland where his relatives lived, basically. Tom, you mentioned something about this. Uh As a promise to this, the servant, so this is chapter 24, verse nine, it says, so the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham, his master, and swore to him concerning this matter.
1: That is so weird. Yes. The thigh was considered the source of posterity in the ancient world. So like that was the, you know, he's the patriarch. He's asking for something for the continuation of his lineage. So this is a a large um, oath that is being, being asked. It happens one more time. And that's between Joseph and Jacob. What I've read here at got questions. It says that the thigh was considered the source of posterity in the ancient world, or more properly, the loins or testicles.
2: Whoa, 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 whoa.
0: (laughs) Okay, the coach is calling foul. Hey,
2: hey, if you ever want a commitment, just raise your hand and never put your hand under my thigh (laughs) (laughs) or anywhere near that. (laughs) I promise. (laughs) that...
1: That was a show of respect and trust. Like, I am trusting you, all right? So this is a, a really large commitment that's being handled here.
0: And that's, that's what I found. I actually looked this up a little bit, too, and I'm like, wait a second. Why, why is this? And I, I remember there were two instances, too. And all mine described was, like, it was the most intimate way of making that solemn vow. The servant takes 10 camels, loads them up takes off, and then he has a prayer to the Lord. He said, okay, so, so he goes, God, my master Abraham, and this is verse 12, uh, chapter 24, verse 12, my, uh, my master Abraham, please give me success this day and show kindness to my master Abraham. Behold, here I stand by the well of water, and the daughters of men of the city are coming out to draw water. Now, let it be that the young woman to whom I say, Please let down your pitcher that I may drink. And she says, Drink, and I will also give to your camels a drink. Let her be the one you have appointed for your servant Isaac. And by this, I will know that you have shown kindness to my master. There's two very interesting things about this. This this servant obviously really, really cares about making sure that he does this right. And he has the same God as his master.
2: I think there was a huge amount of love and respect that he had for his master. And he wanted this to be right for the future of, uh, yeah.
3: Yeah. But what I like to point out is the fact that if you're any good leadership will actually have you on the same page. It doesn't matter what you are. So if you're not a good leader, you're not going to, you have to make sure that you're, your whole team's all on the same page because otherwise you're just going to fail. So if he's actually like, okay, if he's a Prince, then he's a leader and he leads groups. So if he's not like, if he's not leading them properly from the front and telling them and show them the way, then obviously
0: he's not that good of a leader. You know what I mean? No. and And that's a good point. I guess the bottom line is it Rebecca walks out and everything happens exactly as he prays it. I mean, Rebecca walks out and it's like the first girl that comes out, apparently, and he approaches her and just says, hey, can I have a drink? And then she says the exact same thing of what his prayer was, which was, hey, why don't I get you a drink? And you know what? I'll go ahead and get get some water for your camels, too. And the cool thing about that that I found is, okay, you're talking about 10 camels. And one guy, she's watering. So let me ask you guys, guess how much water that is.
3: The normal human actually takes up to one gallon of water, but depending on the actual resources of the person and the distance they actually traveled, he can actually hold over three gallons of water. And okay. he drinks about or uh, 32 ounces per hour to actually be hydrated. A camel can actually store, I think, five gallons so you're looking at 50 gallons if fish 55 gallons.
1: I'd have to say 25, 30 gallons easy. I, I believe they're, they're uh, stone cisterns that they would put on either end of their balancing beam that would go on their backs as they went to get water because they'd only go get water for one time. And that would be in the cool of the evening. So it would be enough to sustain them for the whole next day. So, there's quite a bit of water that she was able to carry. Sully said 55.
2: Yep.
0: Sully, Sully's saying 50. I'm, Tom, how many I'm did you say? I'm going
1: 20 over.
2: 20, 20 over him.
0: Tom's saying about 25. You're saying about 70?
2: Yeah, 25, 30. Yeah.
0: Uh, it would be about 300 to 400. What? Ooh. Yes. Because there's they're, – I know, I know. I, I flipped out because <laughs> I'm like, what? No way. And I yeah. looked up other resources. And, yeah, because a lot of their pots – like, like, even what, like you were talking about, Tom. Uh, even if they did the double pots, you know, across the across the arms, you're talking about it is a five gallon pot, yeah, that they would use, or a five gallon bucket, that basically, that they would use for water.
3: Yeah, that's and the reason if they why I and if she that. took
0: two, you're talking about ten gallons each. So yeah. you're talking about she went out because this guy's hanging out outside the city, because that's what it says. He went just outside the city where the water was. And this girl is apparently going down because it says she went down apparently a hill or something. Got filled up both, so she has ten gallons. She just walked up the hill. The guy stops her, and so how many how many pounds is in one gallon? Eight, eight pounds in a gallon. And you're talking about her. She's carrying roughly eighty pounds on her back. If she's yeah, and I'm talking about if you're maximizing this. If she only has one pot, then you know it's
2: obviously only about forty pounds. This it, this explains why he was watching her. He was marvelled by her because she was working her <laughs> tail off.
0: <laughs> this time is a she working, working woman, her butt too. Off, man.
2: 300, time. did you yeah. say 300 gallons yeah, of water? It,
0: yes, yes, because it would have been about the this reference says 250 to 400, so I rounded it to about 3 to 400. They would have had like troughs, water troughs that they would fill up every day for the animals that came to the city, right? And Mm -hmm. so, but you're talking about, she had to go to the thing, fill, fill both buckets up or one bucket or, you know, five gallon, 10, 10 gallons, walk it all the way over, drop it and do this so many times, five gallons at a time or 10, 10 gallons at a time. You're talking about 20, 30 trips, 40 trips or more.
2: Oh, wow. If, if she was,
0: if she was hauling 10 gallons at a time,
2: that's a lot. That's still a lot.
0: Yeah. That is still a lot of
2: hard working woman.
0: So, yeah, verse 22, uh, chapter 24, verse 22, it says, So it was when the camels had finished drinking that the man, so this is taking a while, guys. Uh, the, the man took a gold nose ring weighing half a shekel and two bracelets of for her wrists weighing ten shekels of gold. So you're talking about, okay, so half a shekel is about a fifth of an ounce of gold and ten shekels is about four ounces of gold. He put on her wrist and apparently put this ring in her nose. Uh, and then he said, whose daughter are you? Tell me, please. Is there room in your father's house for us to lodge? And then he, she goes, I'm the daughter of Bethel, Meke's son, whom she bore to Nahor. And then she goes on and it talks about, here's and here's the interesting part. Here's the interesting part. Now Rebekah had a brother... Apparently, her her brother here is the patriarch. Her father apparently died, so it's just her brother and her mother. Is like they're the leaders of, of the household. And during that time, by the way, just just so you guys know, if the father died, the eldest actually gained control over the mother as well. Basically, he was in charge of all the finances. That's bottom line. So if Mom wants a new gotta, sewing machine, he's can do
2: what I say. Yeah, he's, you, yeah. you got
0: to go through me, Ma. So okay, so verse twenty nine says, "Now Rebecca had a brother whose name was Guess what." Laban. Laban. Hey guys, stick that on a hook into your mind. That's coming next episode.
2: I was just thinking about that.
0: Right, and Laban ran out to the man by the well. So it came to pass when he saw the nose ring and the bracelets on his sister's wrists, and when he heard the words of his sister Rebecca saying, "Thus speaketh the man," and he talks about all the all the man and what happened. Okay, so Laban, I just want to preemptively strike on this here, guys. Laban already has a selfish attitude. Do you see it? He ran out because he saw the gold on his sister's wrist. And he's like, oh, I've got to go see this guy. i got to see what he's all about. Let's, let's take a rest. Hey, let's go get something to eat. This is Laban saying this. And the servant says, I will not eat until I have told you about my errand. And then much of the rest of this chapter is him retelling the story of what just happened. Like all the way from from verse 34 to verse like 49. In in verse 50, it basically, Laban and Bethuel, uh, Laban is the brother, Bethuel is the mother. And so they both give their blessing for Rebekah to leave. And then the servant immediately bows down and worships God. Immediately. Okay, so verse 55, it says, let the young woman stay with us a few days, at least 10, after that she may go. So in other words, let, let her stay for a little while. But then verse 56, the servant comes back and he says, Do not hinder me, since the Lord has prospered my way. Send me away so that I may go to my master. In other words, God has been leading like everything that's been happening. Here, you know, you know what I mean. So, like, he just he just had a miracle happen. Okay, so basically, she gets on the camels, and they take off. Uh, verse sixty three, though, as they're approaching, I'll start with verse sixty two. Now, Isaac came from the way of Beerlahay, for he dwelt in the south, and Isaac went out to meditate in the field in the evening. He lifted his eyes and looked. And there the camels were coming. Then Rebekah lifted her eyes, and when she saw Isaac, she dismounted from her camel, for she had said to the servant, Who is this man walking in the field to us? And the servant said, This is my master. So she took a veil and covered herself. And the servant told Isaac all the things that had happened. Then Isaac brought her into his mother Sarah's tent, and he took Rebekah, and she became his wife. And he loved her, so Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. Like, it was like, choo! let's end this story right here.
2: So Isaac was in love at first sight. Yes, apparently. That's what I'm gathering. That happened to me with my wife. She laughs, she, she laughs at me. I still tell that story. I, I, w- I was like in the desert praying for three years, and then God revealed her to me, and my heart jumped. Um, <laughs> and I knew it was her. I knew that God was revealing her to me.
0: Let's finish off the story here. Uh, we're going into chapter 25. Abraham took another wife, and her name was Keturah, Kesh- and she bore him, and then it lists a whole bunch of sons, like a ton of sons. So Abraham had a lot of sons. So chapter 20, 25, verse 5. Okay, so Abraham gave all that he had to Isaac, but Abraham gave gifts to the sons of the concubines, which Abraham had. And while he was still living, he sent them eastward away from Isaac, his son, to the country of the east. Okay. When it comes to Israel or Canaan, it is as far west as you can go because you hit the ocean. Yeah, you hit water. You can go south and go to Egypt. You can go north and hit up to Europe. And still almost hit water. Yep, and almost hit water. That's right. There's a little little cove there. Uh, but basically your only direction, other direction, because it's talking about going to the East, that's going back to where Abraham came from that in China. So I guess my question is, is why did this guy have a whole bunch of concubines?
1: Why would- I, I believe it was like the, the same thing with Hagar, right? With Hagar and Ishmael. And then when, no. And then when Sarah complained and said, you know, uh, she's being trouble. I don't like her being around. He says, she's your slave. Do with her what you want to. She's mm-hmm. your problem. Not mine. I, I believe that they were looked at more as a, a status thing. It was like things that were morally okay back then are not anymore.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, I wouldn't say that that was morally correct because God never told him to take 50 wives. Okay. <laughs> I'm not saying he had 50, but I'm just saying like the whole Hagar thing, uh, it messed up. It, it turned into something bad. And I'm just saying God never told him to do that. So I I wouldn't say it was something morally correct. I would say it would be socially correct. So anyway, verse 7, it says, This is the sum of the years of Abraham, of Abraham's life, which he lived 175 years. When he died, though, and this, this part is awesome. Ishmael and Isaac buried him in the same cave that Sarah was. Now, this is like romantic, you know, but how, I guess, how do you guys feel about the whole Isaac and Ishmael came back to bury their dad? Because Ishmael was turned away many years before this. Ishmael's got to be like 50.
1: I thought it was interesting because Abraham was a little reserved about sending Ishmael and them away. Right. It was when God said, go ahead, send them away. I'll bless him anyway. He's still going to be a father of many nations. And so I don't believe they parted ways on bad terms. And so when his, because his dad was always good to him, he had his best interest at heart. And so when it came time to come honor him, it would have been a no questions asked thing.
0: Do you think even though God told them, it was a couple of chapters before this, even though God told them to put away Ishmael, put away... Um, uh, Hagar, Okay, and they went off and did their own thing. Let me ask you something. Do you think that Abraham would have kept in contact in one fashion or another?
1: They might have sent some text messages or something. I, I think it would be okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would have. Why wouldn't you?
2: Speaking as a father, putting a fatherly perspective on this, it would be, for me, it would be devastating if there was a rift between my children and I'm thinking that there was still contact with this son that had gone away, there had to be some kind of relationship there. And it's amazing sometimes. And today's one of those days where we talk about death and it's amazing what brings people back together, that sort of thing, you know, I would say there was probably still relationship there. That's what I like to think. They knew they were part of it and, uh, and they were the future.
0: Well, it's, it's, it seems like it. Yeah. And I, I, I guess to finish this off in in, in verse 17, it says that Ishmael lived to be 137. And then Isaac was That's 40 incredible. years old when, when he took on Rebecca as a wife, like we talked mm-hmm. about. So yeah. w- what we have here is this kind of like, passes the torch, kind of. Sarah dies. Isaac gets a wife. So he's basically, like, like he's coming into his manhood, basically. And then <laughs> yeah, Abraham finally 40. yeah, at age 40, <laughs> man. There's they, still
1: hope for you, Scotty. They
0: aged a lot slower. <laughs> Apparently.
1: Yeah. There is a verse here that I thought was really cool because after Abraham died, in in verse 11 there, after Abraham's death, God blessed his son Isaac. Abraham had already named Isaac and gave Isaac control over everything. Abraham died. Now Isaac received the next blessing from God. From God Himself.
0: Right. Passing. And you're, passing you're talking God. about
1: passing the torches. Yeah. So you know, not only did Isaac become. Heir of everything that was his father's on earth, but God made sure to bless him and let him know that he became heir to the promises that God gave to his father.
0: Right. And I think that's the that's the big thing because when in, in this in this particular family, when you became the patriarch of the family or the or the the leader of the family, or God, or the you received the blessing or what's called the birthright, which will come in a little bit later. That was not an invitation to, oh, you get all the riches. No, that birthright was meant that you are now the spiritual leader and not just the financial and physical leader as well. And so too with the fathers today, and, and I mean, it's, I don't want to go down this avenue too far, but it's sad to say that why the reason why so many families struggle is because there are a lot of men who are not spiritually stepping up in their household and in their family, and being that that leader like Abraham was. And I, I appreciate Amen. that you talked about that servant. Apparently Abraham was. Apparently Abraham had that awesome character of Christ or that Christ-like character because that servant seemed to reflect Abraham very well. He's like, no, I have something to do. I got to come here. I got to get a wife. Uh, and this, you know, like he knew that the promised Messiah was coming through Isaac. So he knew he had to do a good job with this. <laughs> like,
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Wayne, how about you end us in a word of prayer?
2: Sure. I'm not going to take it off this time. Dear God, we are so thankful for the opportunity we have to look into your word and to glean wisdom, Lord. Help us to be the men that you call us to be, the leaders in our homes, Lord, and also the leaders uh, at work, in any place that we come across. Help us to be a living example uh, of you, God. And uh, may it start with love. May it start with love. Thank you for these young men and the time I get to spend with them and this program. In Jesus' name I pray, Amen.
0: amen. Amen. All right, well,
3: this has been Justin. This has been Sully.
1: This is Wayne. And this is Tom. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We love you guys. We'll talk to you next week.
0: Well, hello, everyone. Now that this is all over, I hope you had a great time. Now, listen, you don't have to go home, but you can not stay here. I'm closing up. And the boys gave me this note to let you know you can get a hold of them on something called Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, podcast podcast what are they fishing for whales listen folks just look up biblical chili anywhere i'm sure you'll be able to find them out there and until lord willing we'll see you again may the lord bless you goodbye do you think they're still listening I doubt it. There can't be that many people that listened all the way to the end of the track. Most will probably skip it. But in case you did, congratulations. You're one of the few. We love you.